It's Friday, and we've got some breaking news to talk about. The court has just released the search warrant for Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, and we're going to talk about the CDC's new guidelines for COVID. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Woman's Blaining Podcast. Well, I'm just going to dig right in today because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot happening. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, Attorney General Merrick Garland went on national television to address the American people. He spoke for about four minutes. He did not take any questions from reporters. It was pretty short and sweet. And, uh, you know, I think it was something like 72 hours after the raid of Mar-a-Lago that anybody broke their silence. And so they definitely had a lot of time to talk about this and to come up with their messaging to the American people. I certainly found it to be um, the FBI making themselves out to be victims and uh, not really taking any kind of ownership for the distrust of the American people. It kind of feels like we have been, we as conservatives, people on the right, or just the American people in general, we have just been getting kicked while we're down for a long time now. And it's getting really heavy and discouraging to sort of live through this and feel like, what can we do? How do we fight back? And part of the biggest issue with what's going on as what we saw with January 6th, where we have really the the feds baiting the American people, the especially the Trump-supporting American people. And this incident with this search warrant, this raid by the FBI, was definitely timed. I mean, I think it was conducted 91 days before the election. And it was timed to get a reaction out of the people. It was timed just like we've seen in, you know, on January 6th, where you had the feds outside um, that Ray Epps guy who was, you know, encouraging people to go into the Capitol. And yet there has been no justice for Ray, you know, with with regard to Ray Epps, we've got these American citizens, you've got a grandma with cancer sitting in jail who did nothing wrong. And yet we've got someone like Ray Epps who is on video, on camera, there is proof. And they haven't even brought him to testify in front of the committee. So we already know that the FBI does things to antagonize the the right, um, the, the Trump supporters. So this is really no different. And so it's really important for us as conservatives, as Trump supporters, to keep our wits about us and to be smart and not be reacting in ways that they could use against us. I think we have to be very strategic. We have to use wisdom and discernment as we move forward. And even, you know, you might be like me in Washington state and I'm thinking, well, what would I possibly do? But, you know, they'll take language out of context and they will make it twist it into something that it's not supposed to be. So I say that because even when you're, you know, posting on social media, just be careful what you say, choose your words wisely and just be above reproach and don't give anybody the ability to say that you were 
part of this, you know, any kind of construed violence that they are all, they're already accusing us of that. And they've been going on, you know, network mainstream media accusing Trump supporters of violence against the FBI. And that's part of the thing with you do have extremes on both sides. You have extreme right and extreme left. And that's why I've always been really careful about being in crowded places. I'm not one that really likes rallies very much just because they always tend to bring out those types of people, even if that's not the vibe or the intention of the event. Those people still end up finding their way into these things, and it can really poison the mission of what you're trying to accomplish. And I've just never felt like that was really a safe idea. And, you know, that's another thing that they they use that against us, right? So you have citizens who would love to go out and be, you know, more politically active out in, you know, peaceful protests or rallies or things like that, but they're so afraid of these extremists coming and blowing it up into something it was never intended to be. And I think that's when it that's exactly what we have here with the FBI. And I want to play you uh, a, a clip. I'm not going to play the whole four minute speech from yesterday, but I want to play you a, a clip of Merrick Garland. He's making two points about the well, he's making three points. I'm going to let I'm going to play two of them for you. But this is in regards to the search warrant. And then I'm going to tell you about the search warrant that was just released. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. So there are a couple of things that are noteworthy about this. His first point is that he is the one that ordered this search warrant. It's interesting because this is very carefully scripted and obviously he's reading from the teleprompter and they have had a lot of time, you know, over the last 72 hours to script this. So it's very intentional that he is taking ownership of this. We haven't heard from Joe Biden. We haven't heard from Kamala Harris. We haven't heard from Pelosi or Schumer. We haven't even been able to get an answer out of Biden's press secretary. Nobody in leadership is talking about this. And so Merrick Garland goes out there and he takes ownership over it. Point number one. So the second thing is, he says this search warrant was narrow in scope. Okay. So now we have the search warrant has been released and they are looking for property. And I'm going to um, just hat tip to Technofog. Uh, I'm going to uh, put the, a link to this in the notes because it's got all of the documents that are that were um, released for the search warrant that you may, may be of interest to you. But the the one I'm reading from is attachment B. All physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of 18 U.S.C. 793 2071 or 1519, including the following. Any physical documents with classification markings, along with any containers or boxes in which such documents are located. Information, including communications in any form regarding the retrieval, storage, or transmission of national defense information or classified material. Any government and or presidential records created between January 20th, 2017 
and January 20th, 2021 or any evidence of the knowing alteration, destruction, and concealment of any government and or presidential records or of any documents with classification markings. So pay special attention to item C, which is any government and or presidential records created between January 20th, 2017 and January 20th, 2021. Any government records. That doesn't sound very narrow to me. And they are doing a terrible job of covering their asses here. They made a huge political mistake. It's going to very much cost them. We know that they were trying to do whatever they could to make sure that Donald Trump couldn't run again in 2024. And so they pull this FBI stunt 90 days before the midterm elections, but I believe that all this has done is unite the Republican Party. And it has not just that. And I, I mentioned this the other day when I first um, when I did an episode about the FBI raid that, you know, I thought, you know, as soon as this information came out, I thought, wow, he should just announce his presidency right away. And I, you know, now that I've had a couple more days to think about it, and I mentioned in that other episode that I don't know if he should run for president. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Maybe there's someone else that's less polarizing or, you know, less of a target of the left. But I think that he is such a threat to the establishment. And I do feel that the Republicans are aligning behind him and defending him. And I sort of am feeling like, and don't hold me to this because I could change my mind, but at the moment, I'm sort of feeling like we deserve to, he deserves for us to put him back in there to clean house. I mean, we need strength and we need people around him who will allow for the changes that we need to have happen. You know, I, I mentioned that we've got here in Washington state In our third congressional district, we've got Joe Kent, a very strong America First candidate running for Congress, and he'll be in the general election in November. I feel like people like Joe, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Thomas Massey, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, if we can get all of these people aligned together with Donald Trump, I feel like we could actually make some headway in restoring some of what we have lost over the last several several decades that the left has taken us so far into the ditch. So I think it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out over the next couple of months and and see, you know, is Donald Trump the right candidate for presidency? And he might be. And I at this point, I don't know who else it would be. I, I would prefer that Ron DeSantis stay governor in Florida because I think he's very effective there. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see. Another point I want to make about this raid. I was listening to uh, the Jesse Kelly show podcast earlier today. He played kind of a montage of the mainstream media on from Monday night when they first were talking about the FBI raid and they were calling it a raid. Every channel was calling it a raid and the montage is fantastic. And you hear just over and over again, you know, raid on Mar-a-Lago. Trump's been raided. And then it was the next day, it was Tuesday, that they were all parroting a different line. And it was, this isn't a raid. This wasn't a raid. This was a search. This was not a raid. And it was just all of them parroting the current talking points. 
And when you hear it like that, it's disgusting. And we know that they do this, but clearly there had been a shift from Monday night to Tuesday in how they were told to talk about this. And when Merrick Garland spoke yesterday, he did make sure that it was, you know, supposed to be, it wasn't a raid, it was a search. Well, I'm sorry, didn't they send like 30 agents in armed vehicles to do this search? If it was just a search, not a raid, why would they do that? So pay attention to the words, the language, the messaging that the mainstream media, and I would even say, you know, Fox News and some of these that are more conservative, I think they're starting, you know, we've seen several times with Fox News as they've sort of bent to the left a little bit. And that's been very concerning. So I say all of that about the messaging to keep your eyes wide open and keep in mind that what we hear on the news isn't necessarily the truth. It's the narrative that they want us to buy. And so be eyes wide open and be very alert and do a lot of digging. There's a lot of great independent journalists out there that are uncovering uh, a lot of information that is that is truthful. And that's what we need to be searching for. I will have a link to the Substack from Technofog that has all of these documents in it. I will also put a link to uh, Merrick Garland's speech from yesterday in case you didn't hear it. It's not very interesting, but if you want to go listen to the whole thing, it's in the notes. So shifting gears just a little bit. Also breaking news. Yesterday, the CDC came out with new streamlined COVID guidance to help the public better protect themselves and understand their risk. So here is kind of the summary of the new guidance. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Um, so are they going to be dropping the federal and states that have vaccine mandates? Will they be dropping those? So I live in Washington where Governor Jay Inslee, 895 or 96 days later, still has emergency powers. And we have a state vaccine mandate. He just, you know, within the last couple of months, dropped the state mask mandate. So now that we have this new guidance, are they going to drop these mandates? I don't know. I don't think Jay Inslee will. I think he'll hold on to it along with his emergency powers as long as he possibly can. And in our state, there's nothing to stop him. There's nothing to take his emergency powers away. There are no checks and balances in our Washington state government. I find this really sad because I think so many people got vaccinated out of fear of losing their jobs. And a lot of people had no choice. Um, you know, they had families to support or, you know, they were the single breadwinner for their for their family and they couldn't afford to lose their job. They couldn't afford to stand up to big government. And it just makes me sad. It makes me sick to my stomach that people did this. And now, you know, none, they lied to us about all of this stuff. And now they're turning the tables and, you know, oops, we're just going to undo this. The CDC is saying this guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, but also helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our daily lives. 
we know that COVID is here to stay. Now, isn't that something like we've all been saying that for like the last two years? I mean, it's basically a cold or a flu and everybody knew it wasn't going to go anywhere and that we would have to learn to live with it. It's such a crime against the American people. I can't, I I struggle so much. It makes me so angry how many people have suffered over this and what has been done to our children over this. And it was such a game. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that COVID is real and I know that some people got very, very sick. I, I have friends who got very, very sick and many people died from COVID. And there we could go, there's a whole, you know, gamut of episodes that we could do on that specifically because there were a lot of things that the government did that made those death counts higher than they should have been. But they should never have locked us down over this. They should never have masked our children over this. We have a mental health crisis in our children. We have children who have so much learning loss, social issues now because of these COVID measures. And it didn't have to be that way. It makes me so angry that they did this. So it'll be interesting with back to school to see how that goes here in Washington state. Our many of our schools are still at least last school year. We're still doing COVID testing and you could opt your kid out. You know, another thing that is really concerning to me is these uh, the push to get the the young kids vaccinated. And I hope that this might um, have them you know, kind of back away from that a little bit. But I am concerned because it is such a a money grab on behalf of, you know, big pharma and the government that I, I fear that they will still continue to push the vaccine. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, it's kind of, it's, I want to say it's good news because it's like, duh, the obvious about COVID, but it's just infuriating how much time has gone by to get this and how much suffering people have had to go through in the name of COVID. So lots going on this week. It's kind of, I feel like it's been a week of like bad news podcast episodes. And uh, I'm sorry about that, but I want to, you know, keep it real with you and and bring you the information as I see it. And, and, uh, you know, if you're not entrenched in politics, like I know a lot of people aren't, um, I hope this information is helpful for you. I hope that you can share it with other people because these are things that we need to know about and we can't just, you know, this whole FBI raid and, and, you know, even with this COVID stuff, the fact that they, took so long to correct course with COVID and, you know, and still, you know, like I mentioned, will they, what will they do with these mandates on the vaccine? Are they going to let those go? So we still don't know if they have completely corrected course, but you know, it doesn't undo the damage that they did to people and the income that was lost and the pensions that were lost and, and the real hardships that families have had to go through over this. And then, you know, with the FBI raid of Trump, you know, we can't let that go. We can't just say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. This is our justice system in America. If we don't have integrity in these institutions, which we don't, that is a huge issue for all American people. And we're seeing how they are, you know, I think I think it just passed Congress today, the um, Inflation Reduction Act, which will add 87,000 IRS agents. You know, it's all connected. If you connect the dots, you'll see that government is just growing and expanding and it's going to impact the average citizens just like us. And so I beg you, I implore you to please pay attention to this stuff. But like I said in the beginning, we've got to be wise. We've got to be strategic. We can't be reactive. We've got to respond 
with common sense, with logic and reasonable, rational. And that is how we will win. We have to stand strong, unite together for the mission of saving our state and saving our country. So I'm going to leave it there today. That was a lot of crazy, but I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Please rate the podcast if you haven't and share it with some friends. And as usual, if you've got a topic idea that you'd like me to chat about on an upcoming episode, I'd love to hear from you. All of my contact info is in the notes and I look forward to seeing you next time. 